Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that tells the story behind the book. It includes insights from authors about how they compose their work, what inspires them, and what they hope you'll take away from their book. Here's your host for this episode of Books on Air, Suzanne Harris. Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Sloan Fremont filling in for Suzanne Harris. This is a podcast where listeners get the secret story behind every book. Joining me today is Maggie Charters, author of I Am Kelly Earl, Peace Carries a Cost. Set in Melbourne in the 60s, this psychological thriller shows the plight of Russian migrants and the damage caused by cycles of abuse within families and when nations go to war. By withdrawing into her fantasy world and later writing best-selling novels, Kelly Earl has been able to protect herself from a harsh reality. When she lands in a women's prison after confessing to murdering her stepfather, souls are laid bare and friendships form. Kelly begins to find peace, but she always seeks answers to universal questions. Who is to blame for the downfall of humanity and why can't we all just get along? Maggie, welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Good morning, Sloan. Lovely to talk to you. Yeah, so those questions, who is to blame for the downfall of humanity and why can't we all just get along are such uh, universal questions. But let's start out by telling the audience just a little bit about yourself and what led you to write your book. Um, well, I'm a, a, I have been a social worker and I'm a teacher. I've taught psychology and English and I've had issues with family members and friends with mental health problems. And my dad had paranoid schizophrenia and I was always looking for answers to why people get sick. And so, of course, whenever I write stories or plays or films, my characters are always dealing with mental health issues, which is what happens to Callie Earl. And that's a, her downfall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so is Kelly, uh, is this based on a true story? No, it's not true. No, not at all. No, all the characters and there's some very dark characters who come out light we see behind their foil we see you know what sort of led them to their downfall like in the prison system you know um and I tried to show people that there's good in everyone and don't judge a book by its cover and Mm -hmm. so when we meet people with problems in the prison system and outside of the prison system I try and let the reader see behind them what led to their downfall and what caused their psychological challenges, for want of a better word. Yeah. yeah so it sounds like you show the humanity of people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I love people. I'm fascinated with people. I've got three children, seven grandchildren, two great granddaughters. And, you know, I love people and um, I'm interested in the interactions between people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about Kelly Earl in your book. Well, Kelly Earl, um, she's an, a writer and she finds that writing stories from an early age is her escape mechanism because she has an abusive stepfather who sexually abuses her and she can't tell her mother because they're financially dependent on him. So Kelly writes stories. That's her escape mechanism from her harsh world. And she's really good at it and she gets awards. And when she um, has, she gets married, she gets out of the home um, and she writes books, best-selling books. And But when her husband dies, you know, her world sort of falls apart and then ultimately she wants revenge on the stepfather. So I'm not allowed to tell too much. <laughs> I'm not allowed to give the plot away. But yeah. um, 
it's dealing with she's a writer and it's how she sees the world and so when even when she goes to prison she tries to put everything into perspective and writes a book and puts all the prisoners in or some of the prisoners in her book and they're really excited and they're all telling her their story and it's you know a, a sort of she's spoiled for choice in the prison system with who mm-hmm. you can talk to yeah so mm-hmm. yeah and so when you were writing your book and in and is some of the maybe the history behind the prison system or how people are treated in the prison system was that based on research or did you have no specific examples of things people went through oh well um it was a bit before my time um the prison system in um you know fairly women's prison but it is based on research a lot of research um you know what happened so that's very realistic uh, how the people were treated and I've tried to make the whole book historic you know about Melbourne and about Sydney um, and what it was like in the earlier days mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and to so, make it educational yeah 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 right and so we can learn something um, about definitely. not only the characters but the setting as well definitely oh definitely and it's also because I'm, you know, interested in psychology and philosophy, I've got a lot of philosophy in it because um, when Callie's in prison, she has time to engage in reading books on philosophy and she mm-hmm. sort of tries to analyse all the prisoners and, and while she's doing that, it gives the reader insights into what the philosophers used to think in days of old and how mm-hmm. their thinking is still very relevant to today because right. people basically haven't evolved we're still the same as we were hundreds of years ago we still feel all the same emotions so everything that was written centuries ago is still very relevant today right and that what you were talking about earlier about showing the humanity of of people right they're more than their whatever their situation is right and people always do things for reasons for reasons that to them make sense at the time right and it's easy to overlook what somebody has is that's that human side of somebody when when they've done something wrong maybe that leads them into prison well yeah and particularly with George he's sort of the arch villain um who led to Kelly's downfall because she does kill him for revenge but also we'll feel sympathetic towards him because as his story unfolds we see what led to him being like he is he's a bit Mm -hmm. like The Joker, if you've seen the film The Joker, you know, we sort of feel sorry for the Joker. You know, he's a very flawed character. And George is very much the same. You know, he's very evil, but he's also, we see him as a child. We see his history and what led to his downfall. And the same is true with the people in prison, the women, you know, like those who've killed their family or I'm not allowed to give the story away, but there's some very dark characters, but they're also very kind people you know so they have a strong capacity to hate but they also have a strong capacity to love and that's what I'm trying to show that doesn't matter how what people do they can always be forgiven there's always hope for people yeah what are some of your favorite scenes that you wrote about in the book oh gee I'm gonna cry where the mum dies oh I I cry every time I think about that yes because the mum she's always very closed and she won't talk about Russia and Callie needs to know about her history but the mum won't talk about it because something really 
awful happened. So she has to shut that part of her mind down. Mm. And of course, eventually she tells Kelly before she dies. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, full on, you know. Um, and the mum dies. And, you know, Kelly, although she has a hatred towards her mum, because she sort of half blames her mum for not helping her when she was abused, because the mum didn't know she was there, but absent. And so, but when the mum's dying, Kelly's thinking, well, I need my mum. Mama, don't die, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 So what surprised you the most about your book? Um, well, I gave it a happy end. And the reason I did that, I have a happy end to my story, of course. I've got a wonderful husband. So I thought Kelly's going to have a happy end. Yeah. But I'd read the book Jude the Obscure and it has a tread, a terrible end and all the critics of the time were up in arms. And I remember when I studied that book at uni, I thought, okay, I'm not going to do the same to my readers. Kelly's going to have a happy end to her story. I'm going to give it a romantic end. But, of course, when you read it, you don't really know if that's really the end or if she's just imagining the end. Mm. So, <laughs> so I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell you. Right. So you have to read it and you work out for yourself if that's real or imagined. Yeah. Because yeah. the book goes, flips between reality and fantasy as she's writing. Yeah. Oh, so I see. I'm not, I know, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So tell us what the what was the most difficult to write about. Um, the most difficult to write. Well, the whole book was a challenge because it, it tapped on lots of um, triggers in my life. Mm. Um, you know, I put, you know, like I remember little stories people had told me. And so I had to get the timing right in the book, you know, the historicity right. And I had to make sure all the characters were believable and, you know, credible. And so that was challenging to me to do that and I had to make sure that um I tied off all the loose ends you mm-hmm. know that the yeah. readers weren't thinking well what happened to so and so you know where did they go it's not like other stories you know like we see dramas on telly where children just seem to disappear in storylines and you know because yeah. yeah. <laughs> it suits a plot and I had to make sure all the loose ends were tied off so people can read the book from beginning to end and they say yep I know what happened to Kelly's brother, um, which I'm not allowed to tell you because it's a surprise, or, or I know what happened to her friends. And, you know, I had to make sure everything fitted in correctly. And, yeah. you know, it's like a big jigsaw, really. I had to put all the pieces together. But as I'm putting the pieces of my book together, Kelly's putting the pieces of her book together because the book is really her story. It's not my story. It's her story. And so we see it through her eyes, you know, the right. eyes of probably someone who's a walking wounded woman who does have, she's classified as mentally insane. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that's what we have to understand as we read the book. But um, lots of sensitive moments, you know, lots of love scenes, you know, bonding between the women in the prison, you know, um, situations there evolve and which I have to not, tell too much and yeah so it's a lot packed into the book a lot of stories yeah. in the yeah, book yeah like yeah I wanted to I, sorry you, no go, go ahead on, you go 
No, but I just had so much I wanted to say and I had to make sure I, I got it all together in the book that, you know, yeah. everything was said that needed to be said. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because like you said, that is when you read something or you watch something and somebody disappears or there's a loose, yeah. loose storyline that doesn't get closed off, that leaves you like, well, wait, what happened? I was vested in this. I want to know what happened. I want to see how this um, finishes. Yeah, well, see, and of course, Callie commits a perfect crime, which is part of the whole story. She gets away with a murder because she's actually, you know, very, very intelligent and she can fool everyone, but she can't fool herself. And that's mm -hmm. why she ultimately confesses. But um, yeah, yeah. So she takes everyone on a wild goose chase. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, so <laughs> that's another element. So it's got the crime, it's got the psychological aspects, it's got the crime, it's got the relationships. And of course, a, a huge big theme in the book, um, because, you know, I've got a postgrad in psych um, and education, it's the nature nurture debate. Are we a product of our environment or are we genetically disposed? Is it, you know, we do things because our grandparents did things, you know, and it's right. in our genes we can't help ourselves. So who are we going to blame for our downfall, you know, and I'm trying to get people to, you know, reflect on themselves, you know. It's not just about the characters. It's about I'm trying to challenge the readers to think about their lives and yeah. the things they do or or shouldn't do you know yeah. yeah yeah and and we asked at the beginning when I read the intro um I mentioned how the character Kelly is always seeking the answers to the, the universal questions who is to blame yes. for the downfall of humanity and why can't we all get along do you think those questions were answered for her in in this book well, I think Callie, at the end, she has an acceptance of people as they are. She looked at all the philosophers and what they said, and she sort of put it all together in her mind. And I think she finds peace. She's mm -hmm. had, she's a very troubled person, but by the end of the book, she finds peace and she comes to terms with herself and her life and her mother, which she has big problems with her mother yeah. and her stepfather. Um, and, you know, she finds her history, who her, her real birth father was, and she sort of understands herself. So she realises that we are a composite of our genes and our environment, mm -hmm. that, you know, we um, who we mix with forms us. And also, you know, when Kelly finds out her history, she thinks, well, wow, I'm like this because my mother was like this or, you know, my father was like this, you know and she sort of has a better understanding of herself and mm. I think the reader will ultimately have a better understanding of themselves by reading the book yeah so you yeah. know I encourage everyone to read it yeah. <laughs> and again and, and one of my friends read it um I've known her since high school and she sent me a message she said Maggie I really need to talk to you <laughs> and of course she rings me up and she says I don't think Callie was happy in the end. I don't think someone like her could find happiness. And I said, you know, well, she does. She does find happiness. <laughs> and she, for my friend, like she doesn't like psychological thrillers because she's a oh. music teacher and she likes like all lovely soft books. But she read this book and she had so many questions. She wanted to talk about it. So it really got the conversation going, you know. And Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's so, amazing. Yeah. 
It was, yeah, yes, it did. Took our friendship to a different level. So, right, yeah, right. So, who would you say your book would appeal to, and why? Oh well, knowing by the people who've read it, everyone, because one of um, our friends, he's a real sports athlete, and he's read the book, and he's going off when we sing. He says, "I know Callie's Earl's five name," and he's reeling off her five names. Um, and he's right into the book, and I thought you wouldn't expect like he's sort of you know he's about forty and he's a real athlete, but he loves the book, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he was wrapped in the character. Um, oh, look, I think everyone will will appeal to everyone. Yeah, yeah, basically. yeah. It sounds like there's there's something for everybody to learn, not only about Kelly the character, but also about themselves. Exactly. Yes. And, you know, the other people like Ruby Rose, she's one of the women in the prison. She's very childlike, but she's also really, really a dark character. So um, she's interesting. My son, you know, he's read the book and he says, wow, mom, I love it. You know, like, my son's 40. Um, but he, some bits, he said they were really confrontational. Mm. And um, yeah, so yeah, so you got to like it's like driving a sports car make sure you got your seatbelt on when you read the book <laughs> it's because when I write what I like to do is I have light and shade I'll set up a really nice lovey-dovey scene you think everything's going great then wham something mm-hmm. really you know drastic will happen and it's like up and down up and down um but that's what sort of makes it more interesting I mean that's what life's about really you know yeah. who wants a boring yeah boring boring life or a boring book you know you want right. to get into it exactly yeah, yeah. my mm-hmm. guest this week has been maggie charters author of i am kelly earl peace carries a cost maggie i want to thank you for joining us this week and before we close out what do you hope readers learn or take away after reading your book i hope they realize that people are complex and don't take everyone at face value and just give people a second chance. You know, people make mistakes, you know, but they can be redeemed. They can be forgiven and people can change and there's good in everyone. Yeah. And that's about it. Just all get along. Just all get along. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing advice, Maggie. Thank you again for joining us today. Thank you for talking with me. Okay. You can find more about the book, I Am Kelly Earl, Peace Carries a Cost, on Amazon, and I'll link to the book in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.